This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm John Weeks and this is The Leader. I want to welcome to our gallery the Ukraine ambassador. MPs gave a standing ovation to the Ukrainian ambassador to the UK in the House of Commons this afternoon as war rages on in the country. Russian strikes in Kharkiv have killed at least four people, taking the toll of civilian deaths to more than 2,000. Russia claims it's taken control of the city of Kherson, which the UK and Ukraine has denied. The Evening Standard has spoken with Hussein, a resident who's currently in Kherson. He moved to the city in 2020 with his wife and then one-year-old daughter, and he's now worried he might not be able to feed his young family. My name is Hussein. I am based in almost centre of the Kherson city. Um, obviously, it has been occupied by Russians already. I'm sure all of you know it. And the thing is that the, the Ukrainian government claims that it has not completely fallen and the administration is still under the control of Ukrainians. But I don't believe that is true, first of all, because I don't see any Ukrainian law enforcement. I don't see any police. Day six, I think, in the war, and every day I will see even the ambulances, sometimes police patrolling, it's gone. The only CIC patrolling around the streets the, is the Russian tanks. and. Uh, even if they have this administration, I mean, talking about the city being in the Ukrainian country means nothing, I mean. The thing is that they will do what Russians will tell them to do. You can see everything is closed. Coffee shops, even pharmacies, supermarkets, nothing. Basically, when the war began, the first few hours were shocking. And I had an idea, I mean, generally I know that Russia is a much, much stronger country. So, but things started changing, like in, in, on the first evening, they were, Ukrainians were pushing Russians back and this gives you some hope, you know, like you feel a bit motivated that, look, they're going to do something about it. When the city has collapsed, obviously we have no hope now. There is no hope. I don't think that things are going to get better here. I did not feel scared, but I do feel scared now when I see the Russian tanks in my street. And the way they are dealing with civilians, I mean, I saw some videos before they were keeping them hostage, arresting them, shooting at them. The normal residential buildings were shelled actually, just very close to my place. A school was shelled. I mean, how can I trust a military who is doing all this? I'm a foreigner here, I mean, it does not matter in a way that, I mean, if it's Russian control or Ukrainian control. But at the end, I mean, I, I need to trust 
in, um, infrastructure, I mean, in terms of uh, the organization that is taking care of everything, and Russian military is no good for sure. Uh, they are sure, I mean, you leave the, go on the street for something, and they will shoot in there one time, warning you to go back inside, and I'm sure if you don't, they will probably shoot you at the end. So, people are out a bit, but I'm sure they're just, like, looking for stuff, just like myself, and things might not work out well for them as well, just, they won't for me. President Zelensky has asked to fight, and myself, I mean, when I felt scared on day two, I went to the military unit nearby, and I told them, like, give me some weapon at least, like, I, I need something to protect me, and they said we don't have weapons. They're waiting from the north, from, from the Kiev, obviously, or something from the west, but we don't have any weapons to give you. So maybe, like the civilians in Kiev, they're fighting. We have seen it on the TV in a couple of other cities. Or in Kherson, the civilian was not ready to protect himself at all. I mean, even the military infrastructure that Ukrainians had, it felt so weak, actually. They were fighting, they were resisting in the outer areas. It was great. It was, like, I had this sense of hope that they will do something. But... It was a sand wall, I mean, literally, when they surrounded the city. But two hours later, they were in, like, there was no Ukrainian military here. There was having shelling and stuff, but two hours, and it was in their control, completely. So, let's try to withdraw something. Let's go with minimum. That's less than even $10, 200 grivnas. So, give me my card. The ATM is out of money. This is happening with every single machine in the city. War is a terrifying thing for sure. I mean, I haven't seen wars before, obviously, but it's scary. The situation, I mean, I don't know if Russians will kill us or not, but hunger will kill people here, for sure. The banks are not giving out money. People are cut off from their lifelong savings in their bank accounts. The machine does not have money. Supermarkets are closed, and those that are open, they have empty shelves everywhere. And I'm a father of a three-year-old daughter, and this is scary. I mean, I've worked all my life, and this inability to feed your child at the end, it's, it's the scariest thing I have seen. I mean, you feel that all the work that you have done all your life means nothing. I kind of worry about street dogs as well, because there's no one to feed them. I'm a dog lover, I have a dog, and I feel for these animals. This situation is not going to get resolved. I think what Ukrainians can do is they can stretch this war. I mean, America was in a state of war in Afghanistan until 2021, 20, actually, since the early 2000s. What Afghans did there was they stretched that war, actually. So when you are being a weaker side and you're fighting against a stronger side, you can just stretch it. And the more you stretch it, there are more hardships for civilian hunger and stuff like that. I hope, uh, I don't know what to hope actually, because I know that if the West will get involved, there can be a World War III. I don't want them to do that either. I think I just hope that Putin will think about civilians as a human for one time. And no matter what is happening between militaries, it's a separate thing. But civilians should be unaffected. And I know no war has done that. Every war has messed up civilians at the end. Thank you for reaching out. We need your prayers. That's all I want to say. You can see Hussein's full video at standard.co.uk. You can find our Ukraine fundraiser at gofundme.com forward slash evening standard Ukraine appeal. That's the leader. We're back tomorrow at 4 p.m.
Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.